Rebecca, it's Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray, and Peter, how are you? I heard you guys are in Australia, my favorite place ever, and you are starting a podcast called Bring a Plate. Well, I just want to wish you guys all the luck in the world, I hope it's a huge success, and I love that you guys are creating your own things, and being creative, and doing what your heart and you're passionate about, so keep going, I love it. Uh, Rebecca and Peter break a leg and I wish you nothing but success with your new podcast. Bye guys. I love burgers and pizza. Wanna see me eat some? Can't get enough of that meat yum. Chili cheese fries and some Mr. Pib. I need tacos with a nasty dip. Pico de gallo, mayo or dryo. Hot sauce or barbecue straight from Ohio. Homemade coleslaw, fuck Boston Market. Junkie blue cheese range and some five star bread. Only one hummus and pita. Mozzarella feet. Hello and welcome to Bring a Plate. My name is Peter Taggart. And I'm Rebecca Shaw. <gasps> And thank you to our friend Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. Um, this is a new era for an old podcast, a new format where we played up just one topic per episode and gorge until our tummies are full. Do you like that slogan, Beck? <laughs> I'm not. It's the first time I've heard it and I'm just digesting it mm. and we'll have to discuss it off air. <laughs> okay, good. We just had a 10-minute uh, conversation about our... Uh, experiences <laughs> with middle ear infections, um, which I'm very sad we didn't record. I wanted to record it and you refused. <laughs> the magic's back. <laughs> we should explain uh, uh, where we've been um, because it's. I, I think the last time we recorded was in front of an audience in Canberra. Uh, and we thought we can't beat that. Well, Seinfeld it, go out on top. Seinfeld, we both ended up in prison at the end. <laughs> that was bad for me. I didn't like that. Why? I, I mean, thank you very much for the opportunity. <laughs> I thought it was good. I don't think it went well. And I went back to my hotel room and I was like, wow, I ate it so hard. Really? Yeah. Well, I did not feel that way whatsoever. Well, I you nailed it. left the city <laughs> immediately after. <laughs> That's true, I did. No, it was bad for me. I don't know. I, I It was... I think I, I thought it was going okay at the time, and then, like, uh, afterwards I was de very depressed about it. Well, that's just your entire life. Yeah. And how you treat every interaction <laughs> and sexual conquest. Beck, we are recording in two separate cities. We have never done this before. No. It's taken a long time for us to work out a system that actually works, Um and I think we've got it. Although there's a bit of feedback, isn't there? Oh, this is I going terribly. <laughs> Fucking hell, you immediately give up. And, and we've both been doing our separate things. I've been, you know, losing my sense of self in a long-term relationship. <laughs> um, Beck, you've been between cities, uh, sleeping on couches. <laughs> I literally have been, yes. I'm currently in Melbourne, sleeping on a single bed Ooh, in a sexy. sublet. It's so sexy. And unfortunately, it coincides with Melbourne Tinder being so much better than Sydney Tinder for me. But I am sleeping on a single bed, so it's been <laughs> tough. You know you don't need a double bed to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can invite someone home to a single bed. Yeah. There's no clearer sign that you're about to murder them. No, you fuck, and then you say, now you sleep on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'll try that. 
so that that's the deal. I'm actually just to explain the recording setup. I'm um, downstairs of uh, the house I share with my partner who owns the house. I don't own anything. <laughs> <laughs> Almost thirty, own nothing. Um, but I'm downstairs. Uh, it's a very cramped uh, sort of laundry room. There's a lot of uh, unused exercise equipment. I'm sitting uh, on a on a bench press. And I'm looking into a mirror as I record this. I'm looking directly into my own eyes, which is how I like to record, to be fair. Do you know what's so funny is that in this room, I'm literally also looking into a full-length mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Also, this new format, Beck, we should explain. uh, We wanted to do just sort of one topic per episode that wasn't very news-based because... I guess when a podcast is sort of dependent on the news cycle, it makes it a little less uh, timeless for people. I'm always shocked when people say, oh, I I was listening to your podcast like an old episode last week. And I think, (laughs) you know, there are other podcasts. (laughs) And also, um, it's easier for us absolutely (laughs) importantly and also because of my work has been a lot of making jokes about the news so i'm ready for a change on this bad boy right Uh, and we we kept the name we kept the name we've changed the artwork um uh our new artwork uh is by um oh my god i've forgotten elise phillips (laughs) sorry let's do that again Our new artwork is by Elise Phillips, of course. Yes, yes. Uh, and it's wonderful. It is... It's so good. It's me eating you, which is the heart of this show. Um, and if people think I had a problem with that, I didn't have a problem with it, I pitched the idea to Beck because I was obsessed with this old um, Archibald entry. I think it was from the early 90s where a woman is eating little tiny men on a plate mm. Um, so, you know, it's a very, I mean, it's highfalutin. It's like, it's, it really a, it's a contemporary art reference. So Yeah. All right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're back. It's exciting. I'm excited. It's and, good. And we've both been sick. Uh, we've both been sick. Uh, I had a cold followed by a middle ear infection. Uh, Hence our earlier discussions. <laughs> and so the last time we went to record this, I had no voice. Mm-hmm. Um. And now I have no hearing in my right ear. Yeah. Uh, so I can't even tell what I sound like. I, you know, I, I assume it's the beautiful, melodious voice that, <laughs> that many people... Everyone loves. Many people who would comment on this show in the past <laughs> would say, wonderful voice. We can't get enough of Peter's voice. Maybe it's it could just annoying. be him. It's not annoying at all. Uh, and I assume that my voice, because I've also been sick, is huskier therefore even better than usual okay yeah and so we'll see what the fans have to say do remember, and do you remember years ago before you started doing any kind of podcast or anything somebody asked you to record like you had, you went out to ipswich to record instructions for like oh, yeah. a video what was that <laughs> oh that was really weird i don't think it was a sex thing but oh. in retrospect <laughs> What was it? Instructions for like a workplace video? Yeah, I had to like get into a closet. <laughs> <laughs> That's called regression, yeah. Um, but we should say thank you to everyone who gave, who asked us to keep doing the podcast over the last year and a half, every so often, and who were excited when we said we were coming back. It was yeah. very nice because there's so many good podcasts. 
there you are. You shouldn't bother with this one. Really. And, and there are especially, I, I felt the need to come back because now it, there's a real momentum behind a really annoying guy and a chill woman doing podcasts <laughs> together. And I think that's our space. Yeah, we that's... carved that out a long <laughs> yeah. time ago. You can't and now, take it from us. Now they're reaping the rewards <laughs> of our hard work. And should we say that these are just, there's no rhyme or reason. There's, these are just going to be fun things we want to talk about. That's right. So one week it could be, uh, um, I was going to say childhood cancer. It's never going to be that. (laughs) Did either of us have childhood cancer? That would be boring. Uh, No, I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. Very weird. That's just what popped into my head. That's you need to think about why that is. Okay. Um, no, but one. So obviously, it's not going to be cancer. But one week it might be uh, like uh, okay, camping. It might be camping one week. I think it's so funny that you couldn't think of a topic in the whole world. It's like that Billy Eichner thing where he's like, name a woman. <laughs> you like think of anything, and you were like. Uh, cancer? But, I mean, it could be something that's, uh, uh, you know, it could be a, a topic that's quite... No, it's not going to be heavy. I don't know. We don't really be, know. Yeah, it could we be don't broad, know what it's be. It could be topic. It could be top uh, niche. But it also, we may do movie reviews as we used to. Sure. Lesbian news, maybe. All the things you know and love. No, but, make an appearance. We don't know what we're doing. So, no, but also you could... Um, People can suggest stuff, probably. People can uh, tweet at us at uh, at Bring a Plate Pod on Twitter, or they can email Bring a Plate Pod at gmail dot com. Because Beck, after three years, I found the passwords. So <laughs> <laughs> I did think I was getting hacked because I started getting emails about passwords. Oh no, no! I just decided to be proactive for once in my <laughs> life. Uh, so, Beck, today's plate is something I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Mm. Uh, you were somewhat hesitant. The plate this episode is the Sydney 2000 Olympics. Uh, I don't know why it's a reveal because it would be in the episode title, mm. but you're shocked, I imagine. I'm, we all just did a big gasp. Beck, what are your memories of the Sydney 2000 Olympics? Because I, to this day, it's 19 years on, I, I'm still obsessed with them what? very much. I'm really uh, curious to know what where your obsession stems from. I have a few really, uh, like, I have a few memories that really stick in my mind from, because it was such a big event, it was such a big deal, but we were also in Queensland so I don't think we had quite the did you did you go to the Olympics no of course not no so I I was on the Gold Coast for a large part of it because it I think it fell during the Queensland school holidays so it would have been September I think I've got so it was between 15 September and 1 October 2000 it sounds like I'm in a court where were you Uh, I have an alibi. I was um, <laughs> At the I was in a like a resort in Southport, Ooh. which was pretty special for us because um, my mum's parents lived on the coast, and usually when we'd go on holidays to the coast, we'd just stay with them. Mm. But sometimes, I don't know, we'd we'd stay in a, a resort. Um, and I say resort, and it was it's pretty it was pretty low grade because it wasn't like next to the beach; it was next to the broad water, if you know the Gold mm-hmm. Coast. Um, it was no like where the Madeleine McCann family stayed. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to a podcast. Don't worry about it. 
Sounds nice. <laughs> Next episode's played Madeline McCann. You spoiled it, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, actually, I think I do remember that being in the holidays because I watched so much sport that I would never again lay eyes on. I'm pretty sure it was the same, and I could be muddling up my years. I'm pretty sure I had a broken arm that school holidays because I remember being very depressed that I couldn't really get in the pool. Right. Sorry for saying pool that way. I'm from Queensland. <laughs> and um, I had to wear a big, like, plastic sleeve over the cast, <laughs> which looked insane. Uh <laughs> And I, and I broke that arm. Um, it was a sports Wanking. injury. It was a sports mm. injury. Mm. I've told you this story before that um, I was trying to stop my friends from playing cricket because <laughs> I thought it was boring. And I ran onto the field and stole the wickets. And someone chased after me and tripped me and I fell and broke my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that classifies as a sporting oh, injury. I think if you <laughs> look it up... <laughs> That's like saying I have an old war injury and it's from a protest you did. It's from watching Dunkirk in the cinema and I fell between the seats. Yeah, so that's the thing about the Olympics is it's it is on all the time. Oh, sorry, my other memory of that holiday. Sorry to go back to it. My other my other memory of that same holiday on the Gold Coast was, and this is this is going to be upsetting, but um. It, it was the first time that I had um, I had drunk enough water um, okay. that I had um, clear urine. What? So what are you talking about? No, I, this is a, no. People will enjoy this. Um, <laughs> I was. <laughs> It's the first time you'd drunk enough water. Yeah. The first time you'd been hydrated. I was 11. It was the first time I'd been properly <laughs> hydrated. And I, because I, I remember getting out of the pool. Sorry, once again. Yeah. Um, I got out of the uh, water receptacle um, and <laughs> went, because I needed to go to the bathroom. I didn't pee in the pool. Okay. Congrats, you <laughs> ally. Thank you. <laughs> and um, I went to pee and I remember peeing. Uh, clear and I was really scared <laughs> and I was 11 was it warm as well what <laughs> you know how sometimes you get out of a cold pool I didn't touch the pee and you... <laughs> but I put you my feel, hand under it you feel it come out you see the steam come off it. <laughs> your, your dick whistles like a kettle <laughs> I put my hand under it. I went, oh, it's nice and warm. I might get in there later. Um, no, I, I I peed clearly and I was really scared. And I, to the point that I went and got my dad. And what I said, what? I said, is there something wrong with me? You're like, it's not orange. I said that. I said, is it, is it meant to be clear? Like, I thought I had like a, I thought I had, I thought I had uh, childhood yes. cancer. <laughs> circle um I'm... but it was it was very helpful actually dad said um that no that's that's normal if you're hydrated and it's a message i still carry with me to this day when i pee clearly i think i'm i'm well hydrated so thanks dad thanks dad for that literally <laughs> um... one thing that you gave me in life thanks and not keeping you hydrated before you were 11 <laughs> yeah i know what the fuck 
I'm going to call docs on myself. Um, I am just imagining now if you went to the toilet, if you're a girl and had your period and how scared you would be of that. No, because I, I knew everything about periods. <laughs> right, that's right. I was stupid about my own body. But like in terms of periods, like I was going, skipping into, you know, Foursquare, St. George's uh, uh, supermarket and just very proudly getting those pads for mum. <laughs> I'd be like, here to pick up the pads for mum. <laughs> extra, extra. Mum's got to pick the rags. Sydney 2000 Olympics. So, <clears throat> do you remember? Do you remember having any? Because you would have been. How old were you when they I were on? I was old enough. Were you out of to school? Drink. I think I was seventeen or eighteen. Maybe. So you were the same age as Ian Thorpe. Yes, and we were both achieving great things. Well, so at you that could have time. been there. You could have been there. I could have if I had um, my feet were twice the size. We were both as closeted as each other. If you out. were, if you you were a Russian gymnast with anorexia, you could have <laughs> yes, been at those Olympics. I could have. It's a shame because I I didn't have any ambition to be an athlete. Obviously, but I remember really because uh, you know it, it was a big topic at school at the time and they would kind of integrate the olympics into pretty much every subject that you were learning and i remember thinking that by the 2012 olympics um that i would be out of uni and i'd be old enough to cover them so at that age i really thought i could be a sports journalist journalist. yeah wow and look where i am today fox studios here i am (laughs) nrl Uh, (laughs) sidelines So, but did you have any interest in it other than, oh, it's on, I might catch some of it because no, people yeah. will be talking about it? My family was super into it and um, we were one of those families that had it on all the time. Mm. And we there's like a couple of moments that are really seared into my mind from it, which is the, um, the walker lady who got disqualified. Oh my God, Jane Savile. One of the most tragic moments I've ever seen on television. Okay, well, Jane... 9-11 and then Jane Savile. <laughs> well, this was pre-9-11, so this was yeah. like... My 9-11. Yeah, this was your 9-11, because you don't remember a thing about 9-11. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, Jane Savile was her name, and mm. if people don't remember, she was... I think it was it was like a 15-kilometre walk, a very long walk. Like, and... Let's get it out there. Walking is a dumb sport. Well, I've always said, Beck, if walking's a sport, then sitting's a sport and standing's a sport because <laughs> they're the same thing. <laughs> Classic saying that you always say. Well, honestly, if you go back and look, I, I beg people to go back and look at um, the, the photo of Jane Savile uh, being disqualified because... So if people don't know she, which most people won't, <laughs> she was... So you do the walking event all around the streets mm-hmm. of the city and then the final stretch. It's like a course. It's not just like on the sidewalk. <laughs> no, no, you don't choose your own. Um, and then you, the final stretch, you come into the stadium. So she's on her home turf, home crowd. Everyone's waiting for her. She comes in or she's about to come into the stadium like she's far ahead of everyone else, is going to walk into the stadium, walk up the thing, cross the line and win gold at home and she gets the third red paddle of death i remember it so clearly and she just like breaks down and there's an iconic kind of i don't know whether it's a photo or a screenshot but Mm. um like he's holding up the little paddle 
saying, you know, this is the third paddle, you're disqualified. Um, and, and she's just like in absolute agony. Honestly, yeah. it looks like a war photo. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's, it was tragic. It was so tragic. I may have cried. Really? Like, it was... Well, you were a hardcore a... walking fan. <laughs> I was. I was not, not Jane. <laughs> She's been through so much to get here. Well, most of my memories, Beck, um, obviously revolve around uh, the opening ceremony because that's... Of course, that's the gay part. That's the gay part that <laughs> the gay people watch and then there's like 15 more days and then there's another gay part at the end. <laughs> Um, but truly, there has never been... Sorry, I'm getting emotional. What? What the hell's going on? Truly, there's never been a show. There's never is been... This, was it, is this because it was one of the formative gay events of your childhood? Maybe. Like, you got to watch it, and everyone's watching it, and it's so gay. Yes. But you're, like, allowed to watch it and enjoy it That's for the right. spectacle. There's never been a spectacle like it. And there never will be again. <laughs> were there problems? Of course there were problems. Of course. You know, I think it was quite unfair. Let's get it out of the way to our First Nations people. I think mm. that they were not adequately included. No. In either ceremony, mm-hmm. um, and obviously, you know, it didn't tell a full version of our history. No. But it was never going to. No. Um, but it was also stunning and gorgeous. <laughs> wow. Now I see why you wanted to talk about this. Now, when I first, you know, started uh, the relationship that I'm currently in, I never predicted back that. Um, there would be so much watching Kathy Freeman uh, light the Olympic cauldron involved in a gay relationship, but you do have to do it every week. Um, it's like a little recharge because truly it is a very special moment. It is. Um, it's a moment we can all be proud of. Mm-hmm. Well, Kathy was a huge, like, obviously the other big memory of mine is her winning her race yes which is an incredible achievement because i now as an adult think about how like everyone was watching that moment yeah and the pressure to sort of get a result well i think about that a lot too because we have a fair share of australian athletes that i think really now succumb to that public Mm. pressure and i I mean obviously there's more of an awareness of the pressure now because of things like social media and and, you know news is everywhere and you know you you know how much is riding on Mm. that moment but we have a lot of chokers beck Mm. and kathy Mm -hmm. was not a choker she was not and she lived up to the hype she lived up to the pressure it was actually the largest crowd for any event in games history at the time when she yeah. ran that 400 meter race that's crazy and just her like just sitting on the ground after just because she was so overwhelmed yeah and then obviously getting the two flags yes what a woman what a woman like the pressure that ian thorpe must have felt as well and I've thought about him a lot over the years because of 
he was also going through everyone speculating about his sexuality as a 16 year old. Yes. He, well, he was 17 as a at nation, the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 17. Yeah. Which makes a huge difference. It does that one extra year. <laughs> I've got to say um, it, it is where Australia fell in love with Ian Thorpe. Mm. Um, Cause he won, I think he won three gold medals and two silver medals. Mm. Um, it was, as you say, a brief love affair because people did realize um, that he had no personality uh, to speak of um, and still has none. Oh, poor Ian. Oh, he's very rich and I'm yeah. poor, so I'm allowed to speak shit about him. Um, the other, not to just, but the, the the real third big moment from the Olympics, I remember, is the relay, the four... Um, oh, the uh, four the men? Real, yeah, that they beat the Americans for the first time. And that I remember watching with my entire family, like screaming at the TV because the Americans remember had made that they were like, we're going to smash them like guitars. There was that. Oh yeah. And then they played air guitar. Yeah. Bitchy winners. Don't remember any of the actual sports, but (laughs) I hate that you're dragging this back to the actual (laughs) event itself. Yes, the opening I, ceremony. I want to talk about the opening ceremony. It um, went for 12 hours, famously. Mm-hmm. It was very long. Yeah. Um, it started with the man from Snowy River. Do you remember that? Oh, bit? yeah. Yep. And there were just like horses that just ran across mm. the stadium. Obviously, the best moment of the opening ceremony was um, Olivia Newton-John and John Farnham singing Dare to Dream, um, which... I haven't stopped singing since. It was like the Olympics bop version of You're the Voice. Um, It's essentially the same song as You're the Voice, beat by beat, if you listen to it. They're the same song. They said, we need it. You're the voice for the Olympics for two people. um, And that was Dare to Dream. And it's a beautiful song. I think it should be the national anthem. I truly don't remember it. I don't think I've listened to it since then. Well, I'm going to play a little bit here uh-huh. and just uh, to refresh people's memories. Mesdames et messieurs, Olivia Newton-John et John Farnham. Ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Newton-John and John Farnham. Um, I love that the French voiceover person who introduces them, um, she uh, she gets Olivia Newton-John's name correct, um, and then she says, John Farnham. 
Adele Dazim. Some of the other performers at the opening ceremony, Beck, there was uh, Vanessa Amorossi. Uh, or Amorossi. Absolutely, every, absolutely everybody. <laughs> absolutely everybody remember. But it's not the song she sings. Isn't it? Well, no, she sings I'm gonna find, no, I'm going to find what song she sings because I've forgotten it. I thought it was absolutely everybody. I think maybe she sang that at the closing uh. ceremony. It was sad because um, Vanessa should have had a much longer career in Australia, but at a certain point, like, Australia just decided that we could not afford a pop star named Vanessa, which is <laughs> fair enough. Oh, God, this is going to take forever. Oh, okay. So, Beck, the song that Vanessa Amorossi mm. sang at the Olympics was Heroes Live Forever. Wow, do have blanked that. So it's like, heroes live forever. <laughs> Not helping. <laughs> just, just the most tuneless <laughs> thing you've ever heard in your life. You just set, repeated the words, but in a worse way. <laughs> so she sang Heroes Live Forever. Uh-huh. Everybody else like gets a gown, like Olivia gets a gown. Uh-huh. Um, uh, 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 Tina Arena singing The Flame, another absolute phenomenal song wow uh she gets a gown vanessa amorosi i think i'm just gonna double check here i'm pretty sure she just gets like jeans and a shirt (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's what she wanted let me just check what she's actually wearing here it's really and they never cut to her that's the other thing about it if you go and watch the clip of her singing uh heroes live for oh no she is wearing It looks like a kind of pleather, two-piece, like, men's suit jacket (laughs) that is silver and pink stripes. Wow. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. (laughs) So every diva, basically, that we had was there. Kylie was there. Kylie was at the closing ceremony. Was she? Which I find... Uh. Frankly, outrageous. Yeah. I remember that she got carried in on a big thong. She did get carried in on a big thong. By... Carried by the Sydney Swans, dressed as lifeguards. Amazing. Uh, and including Ryan Fitzy Fitzgerald. Really? Who later go on to Big Brother and Was Radio. he in the Sydney Swans? He was, yeah, he was an AFL player. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously the star of the show, Beck, was... Um... Oh, only one name. <laughs> She's known by one name. <laughs> Nikki Webster. Nikki, not Blonsky. <laughs> Nikki Webster from the Sydney 2000 Olympics, which is how she uh. should introduce herself every time she speaks. I wanted to jog my memory today, and I went back and listened to her uh, doing Strawberry Kisses, uh-huh. her iconic single. Mm-hmm. Beck, I had a revelation. <laughs> oh, God. She cannot sing. <laughs> Like not oh. even, not even a little bit. She cannot. She sounds like you know John Early doing his Britney Spears impression, <laughs> and what she's essentially doing is sounds that only children in the early noughties can hear. It's it's very. And she owns a singing school now. And she could sing at the ceremony, couldn't no, she? No, it's oh, very bad. Couldn't. It's very Two, bad. So 2001, Shawbrick Kisses came out. It's also very fucked up that you're going to have a child represent Australia and she's this just little girl from probably what the Sydney's North Shore. Right, you couldn't get like a more Caucasian yeah. person. She had like reddish hair and yeah, yeah it was bad. It was bad to see a redheaded child on TV. <laughs> that is what we're getting at. <laughs> we 
the impression that we gave to the world is that we're redheads. And that we're, we're so okay with them that we'd even put them <laughs> on TV before the world, which is not the message that we should no, be sending. No way. Absolutely not. I think, I think Strawberry Kisses would have been the summer. Imagine, sorry, imagine how many redheads were encouraged to come oh, here. Disgusting. I think, I think Strawberry Kisses would have been the summer after the Olympics, but I could be wrong. But all I remember... Um, my number one Nikki Webster memory is that after the Olympics, she went and did a stint at Movie World on the Gold Coast. So she was there for like two or three weeks during the school holidays, and she would appear in the Movie World Parade, which is kind of like the Disneyland parade that they do. It's like their version. Um, and then she would do, I think, another little performance during the day. And then after the performance, you could go and get her autograph and a photo with her. So my sister and I went to um, see Nikki. I think it would have been in 2001. Um, And I just remember waiting in line for like 20 minutes to meet Nikki and being the most nervous I've ever been in my my entire life. Like I was trembling. (laughs) I was trembling. What do you think? Why? I thought she was going to hit me. <laughs> she should now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I just remember I was with my sister who was like fine with it. She was cool with it. And we got up to the table and all I wanted to do was like be like, hello, and say my name so she could sign my name and then like get out of there. Like yeah. bing, bang, you. boom, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and My pee is clear. <laughs> I wanted to tell her I recently found out that you you don't have any problems if your pee is clear. Um, No, but my sister wanted to have a conversation with her, which Uh I was not okay with it. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that she said to her, I remember exactly what it was because it still haunts me to this day. She went, hey, Nikki, I bet your wrist must be sore from signing all day. (laughs) And I remember giving her... The worst daggers. I was like, shut up! Don't talk to her! Stop humiliating me! (laughs) I thought, one day I'm going to work with Nikki and it's going to be awkward because of you. That's not a bad line. No, it's terrible. Nikki was just like, haha, yeah. That's a bit like um, when dads go in and they're like, more like spendings instead of savings. And there's no real follow up to that. The follow up is, haha, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Where you would have started a conversation starter. Honestly, everyone expected Nikki's career to skyrocket. I certainly did. They? did. Because no, because I kept that autograph because I was like, <laughs> she is Ooh. going to be hot property. <laughs> she is going and to be And that was back in the days when autographs we thought they were something. That was back in the day when you could call a eleven year old girl hot property and you couldn't <laughs> get in trouble for it. <laughs> Um, I thought she was going to be very famous, Beck. Um, and Nikki did too, because every interview she'd go and do around this time, she'd mention this movie that she was going to do. Um, and if you go back and look through your TV hits archive or your K-Zone archive, she would mention this movie she was going to go and film in South Africa called Vanilla Gorilla. <laughs> oh. Now, Vanilla Gorilla never happened, Beck. Vanilla Gorilla was going to be... <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was going to be directed by the same director as Grease. 
Uh-huh. Uh, I don't remember his name. And the writer described it as... Now, this sounds great. Described it as Free Willy meets E.T., but it's about a gorilla. <laughs> and it, it was inspired by, and you'll love this, it was inspired by Coco the Gorilla, the recently oh. deceased talking gorilla. Oh, I do love Coco. Coco. And her little kittens. Oh, no. All ball. That's all ball. And this, that's the saddest video on the internet is when they tell Coco that all ball died. Well, you know Coco isn't. It, I know. It's not. It's not it real. It doesn't matter. No, it but it's not matter. real. It's, it's not real. It's, it's still, all I know. It's still sad. I don't know whether it was Coco going to be in Vanilla Gorilla, but this, just... the screenplay has never been produced. Also, the fact is that they, they wrote that part back for a boy but how progressive is this? They went, what if we make it a girl? <laughs> wow. Well, 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 well. So, you know. The, the best thing about Nikki Webster, obviously, is the time that she um, went in to the cover of FHM magazine <laughs> because she turned 18 and they approached her to yes. celebrate it by doing a sexy front cover, which is not revolting. I thought you were going to mention when she went into Channel V <laughs> to do that performance of Strawberry Kisses and some random woman ran behind her and started dancing with the backup dancers. <laughs> do you remember that? And got chased off by security. Oh, yeah, yeah I do, yeah. actually. What a hero. We need to find that woman. The other thing about the closing ceremony, Beck, um, the closing ceremony, they really ramped up, uh, and if you'll excuse me, the faggotry, um, because they had um, Savage Garden singing Affirmation. Oh, yeah. They had, oh, and by the way, Darren uh, Hayes wore a little singlet um, that had the Aboriginal flag on it, which really made up for um, their non-inclusion <laughs> in that ceremony. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Kylie on uh, uh, on the um, the thong. And it had, and people just forget this, it had Greg Norman uh-huh. um, coming out of like a paper mache shark. So that, <laughs> there was a paper mache shark sort of moving around the stadium. Greg Norman at a certain point uh, walks out of like the fin <laughs> of the shark um, with, a, <laughs> with a golf club in hand, walks up onto the head of the shark and then starts putting golf balls into the crowd. <laughs> what? Is that real? Or... That's real. Wow. And that is Australian culture. <laughs> and when people say there is no white Australian culture, well, <laughs> go back and have a look. Wow, that's crazy. It was truly beautiful. But a few of the other events uh, that I actually do remember and uh, was interested in was the famous... Uh, Eric the Eel swim back. Oh, Do you yeah. remember Eric the Eel? Mm-hmm. Um, he took one minute and 52 seconds to complete the 100 metres, which when I read it the other day in preparation seems... for this podcast, seemed fairly <laughs> fast. <laughs> That's the thing I was watching being like, yep. That's that a normal... seems how normal people would swim. Yeah. <clears throat> but he, everyone was like, oh, feeling so sorry for him, and mm. like, oh, you know, oh, like they, they kind of did like a big cheer at the end because I was like, he finished. It was very patronising, yeah. particularly because he was very ripped. <laughs> People forget that Eric was absolutely like ripped as hell, <laughs> and he should be remembered for being hot, yeah, not for swimming <laughs> slow. 
That's a great message to send out to everyone today. And if you're wondering, the lay down Sally incident was not nobody's at this wondering that. <laughs> Remember lay down Sally? <clears throat> so that was she was a rower who just stopped rowing. Is that the one? Well, she was the rower who yeah gave up, and she was <laughs> honestly one of my heroes because she was in the Olympics. She was in like a final, and she was like, you know what, a bit tired. <laughs> I'm out. This is the time I'm choosing to stop. It's called self-care. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of it. Like she was the original. She invented self-care. Of... <laughs> she did. And now, if, now if that happened, we wouldn't be able to say a damn word about it. <laughs> Fuck a don't you fucking do. <laughs> She's taking care of herself. <laughs> but that She's wasn't so... even. <laughs> That wasn't even at this game. The, the, no, anyway, that was two thousand and four games. But I love Lay Down Sally, and I often wonder where she is, where she's <laughs> laying down. <laughs> Do you think she has a job in a bank, and she's actually like, "I'm just going to close my window because <laughs> I need to lay down." <laughs> oh well, oh, where God. are you, Sally? If you're around, if you know where she is, email in. <laughs> Bring us where she's at gmail dot com. Well, go and, might go and visit her. Um. I love laying down. We could join in on that. The other the other big story was Jumping Jai. Now, you might not have heard that name since the 2000 Olympics. Ugh. But do you remember Jumping Jai? I do. He's the long jump well, boy. Queenslander as well. Yes. Oh, yes. And he had like a moustache or long hair or one of those. And what I loved is he, he proudly proclaimed prior to the games that he uh, used to smoke a pack a day. <laughs> <laughs> he was a pack a day smoker. And said, yes, I am a long jump champion as well. Which I think is an important message to send to the kids. It is. Don't feel restricted <laughs> no. when you're smoking a pack a day. You can do other things. And well, now... the thing is, like, long jump is, like, you run, like, five steps and then jump. Like, how much do your lungs really need to be involved? Do you work at the AIS? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm in the smoking room. <laughs> You just come out. You know out. how Sizzler used to have like smoking tables and non-smoking tables. Uh, no, because I'm quite young, you so young. I don't remember that. Uh... Do you remember when movies were silent? <laughs> yeah. I have to talk about something. Yes. Which is unrelated to, sort of unrelated to the Olympics. Well, it's not the time. It's not the time. It's not the time. But related. It's not the time. It is. It's, it's not about the time. Kathy Freeman. Okay. And it's about my favorite ever Kathy Freeman story. Yes. Which is the man who sued Science Works? <laughs> <laughs> I in do remember 2017 this. Because he went to the um, <laughs> Science Works in Melbourne, and they have an exhibit where you um, run against a virtual Kathy Freeman <laughs> to see if you can beat her, which you can't because she's fucking Kathy Freeman, and he ran against her and ran directly into a wall. <laughs> he got seriously injured, which is not funny, but it is funny that he had a warm-up effort and didn't do it and then had a, tried to have another go because I quote, all these little things made me think I could beat her. I got a bit competitive thinking, I can take on Kathy Freeman and then ran directly into a wall and destroyed his entire body. <laughs> Was this man an athlete, Rebecca? No, I think he was just a dad. <laughs> and he was just like, yep, I reckon I can take her. Doesn't seem that fast to me. 
And he's like, I realised I couldn't stop after the finishing line. I thought, what am I going to hit? And then it was a wall. Do you um, not wish that you could have an ounce of this man's confidence? I know, exactly. Imagine if you could bottle someone's unfounded <laughs> confidence within themselves and you could sell it. You would be the richest person in the world. Well, I think that's a beautiful moment to end on. I it think is. if you are... Is that exhibit still at ScienceWorks or do they have to take it out? I think it might still be there. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll go and try it. <laughs> Maybe I'll beat Kathy Freeman. Beck, I think that's all we have for this episode. But if you want to uh, rate and review us on iTunes and please share your ideas for topics um, because we can do anything uh, broad or niche. It could be, uh, as an example, childhood cancer um, or another topic. And uh, there'll be another episode coming up in two weeks. Just kidding. <laughs> See you in another 18 months. Uh, bye. bye. <laughs> Tracking like the bat.